We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together because we understand the importance of authenticity. We understand the importance of being who you are, embracing and reveling in your gifts and bringing them to the world. And we're hoping by doing so, we encourage you to do the same. Good morning, Miss Angela, on a Sunday morning. We're breaking I know. I know. It feels really strange. It feels really strange. Everything's off. When like my schedule's off, I, five-year-old schedules, if he gets taken off his schedule and they like, have set all these expectations. Yeah. For me, I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah, we'll record on Sunday. It'll be no problem. But then it was like chaos getting here <laughs> into my <laughs> office. <laughs> Do, like, do you want to share? Do you want to share the last thing you said to me before you got on? Before we about going to the bathroom? Oh, that I poop so fast. I don't think I wiped well. <laughs> She's like, I poop so fast. I don't think I wipe well. And go. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm single. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell all your friends. Beat them up with sticks. <laughs> oh no! Because I, I hate making you wait. Honestly, I, I, I hate making anybody wait. I really try to be respectful of everybody's yeah. time, yeah. and I like to commit to my word. You know, yeah. so at ten twenty-two, there was chaos, and I'm like, yeah. "Listen, I need like another ten minutes." Blah, blah. <laughs> and so that bought me till ten thirty-two or yeah. whatever. Until yeah. ten forty, I don't know. I, I came rolling in on two wheels, so yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Scoozy. No, no, you know, it's funny. I just had this conversation with Yaya the other night. My kids went to the fair, and when they go with other people, I don't have control over the times and the this and the that. And so we had some issues with her getting home the time she said she was going to get home. But she called me at every turn. She's supposed to be home at 930. She called me mm -hmm. at 9 o'clock. She's like, it's not looking good. And then we had, so I wound up going to pick her up. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you communicated with me the whole way. It's yes. the sitting and the waiting and the wondering. Oh my God, that'll drive you to madness. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So whatever, you told me you were going to be late. And I sat and I fucked around on my phone for a little bit. And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing with Maddie too. Like she always had a curfew, but it was always like, just tell me what's going on. So I don't yeah. like sit here worried, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, hi. <laughs> hi. So what are we doing today, mama? Well, first I wanted to, I wanted to do a shout out. So to my so, giant boobs, to my giant boobs. And, uh, I'm so fucking sexy. For those of you who are not watching, again, by the single, way, again, I'm again. single guys. <laughs> but Mom if you're not watching, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Angela was showing the camera, her shirt and her giant titties. So go my on. Giant titties. Okay. Um, uh, so I looked on Facebook. I rarely go on Facebook these mm -hmm. days. And I noticed that there was a couple of people from my graduating high school class uh, throwing together a get together, some kind of reunion, oh, 35 years, 40 years, 800 years. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, I missed it. I probably wouldn't have gone anyway because, you know, kids life. But one kid was making these shirts. And I was like, yeah, buy a shirt. And it says, it's, I'm from Garden City, Long Island. So shout out to Garden City High School, uh, class of 92. And I just wanted to like, because uh, we're going to talk about like our people, but I wanted to talk about roots for one second, like just like where we come from. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I am always proud to say that I'm from Garden City because I live on Long Island in a different town. And everyone's like, oh, where are you from? Because it's like, you know, it's like six degrees to Kevin Bacon or whatever. Like everybody knows somebody from somewhere. Yeah. But the town that I grew up in was very, um, it was, a, it was like an upper middle class town. 
beautiful. We lived in an apartment in this upper middle class town. My mom worked really hard to keep us there. And I had the quintessential high school experience. Now, mixed with that was all of my trauma and whatever. So like, yeah. but, but I had the cheering, cheering. I had the, the love of my life was the, on the football team and I was a cheerleader and he was giant and I was itty bitty and we were so cute together and I would wear his jacket like a dress and um, homecoming dances and like parades and like, just like, and, and theater, like it was all, so I had such a good high school experience and it really helped because my home life was so shitty and mm -hmm. my, my like acting out was so shitty. So for all of the people I affected, I sincerely <laughs> apologize. <laughs> I'm not stepping y'all right now. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, forgive me for, I did not know what yeah. I was doing, but, um, but despite the the home life and the lack of like, you know, as you always say, being raised by wolves, I, I had at least, at least I had that of my childhood that I could look yeah. back on and say, I grew up in this amazing town with really, really wonderful people, honestly. And um, I'm just really like, I'm really proud to say that I'm from Garden City. So I just want to do a shout out to my peeps. And uh, that's it. I, I just want to respond to that because it, I always kind of understood this, but now that you verbalize this, it makes a lot more sense to me. You live now in Bayport, which is a great town yeah. and you're in the process. Anybody who's ever listened to anything that we're doing, you know, Angela's in the process of a divorce and, you know, and a lot of um, uh, question marks about, you know, who's doing what with the house and who's going where and how, and your commitment to you staying in a town that you're staying in. So your son, daughter as well, but she's older and she's doing her thing, but yeah. that your son has that is, yeah. um, is very telling. It's admirable, but it's very telling. And it's also funny, you know, we don't realize that we repeat our childhood in ways that if we're mindful, we're trying to create what we didn't have. If we're not mindful, we often create what we had that we didn't want, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So one of the things for me is I keep wanting to, oh my God, I love my house. I love everything about you know where I am right now. But my next move, I keep talking about moving in the mountains. And I'm like, I got to be on a lake, got to be on a body of water because that's how I grew up. And in my head, I want Yaya, who will probably be 20 by the time we move, but I want Yaya to have that same experience of catching tadpoles and doing this and doing this that but really it's my inner child that wants that you know yeah so it's just kind of funny how it's so important to us to either recreate for our children these experiences yeah. or like i said or not or not yeah <laughs> totally totally it's like mine's like mixed with uh with a parent who's aware and aware of what's going on and involved like i remember um god we had we so so football was a big thing for school and I was cheering and I, all my friends were, were involved yeah. and our team went from, uh, we were 39 and, uh, and one in my four years. So basically we were like a championship, you know, all the way, like it almost got boring by the time I was a senior. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, um, but coach flatly, I mean, he was, he was a ball buster. He really worked these guys, but he did such a good job with them. They were such upstanding boys that he had on his team, you know, mm -hmm. and on Saturday nights, one parent, again, like upper middle-class, you know, affluent community, one parent would host the entire football team, their families, the cheerleaders, all the people support. They mm -hmm. would host a big dinner every Saturday night. The guys wore jackets and ties. We had to get dressed up. It was like the whole thing. And everybody would bring parents except for me. 
my mom was like, see ya, don't let the door hit you in the ass. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I called all my friends, parents, moms, and dads. I'm like, hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> can oh can I sleep God. over again? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to everybody who let me crash on couches, <laughs> Jessica, Beth. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So what are we talking about today? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Flashbacks. Um, So today, you know, last week we were talking about how, how important our relationship is, you know, finding like having Mm -hmm. a consigliere, a person you can go to a co-founder, but what we're going to talk about today is finding your people, people, right? Find your people, people, find your people, people. And this is about your, your, your future buyers, your community, your your clients, your people that you work with. Oh my god, you your know? friends. Your friends, your friends everything. Your significant everything. other, find your people. Yeah. Like one thing that happened right at launch. So so we were talking this this whole season, season on purpose. Um, and we're talking about my book, uh, Uniquely You, update number 52, The Birth of a Bright-Eyed Entrepreneur. I really should have come up with a shorter title. but <laughs> I think I busted out with that part. Every I think I was like, you have like, to call it The Birth of a Bright-Eyed. So my otherwise it doesn't mean anything. No, that's okay. <laughs> I know, it's like a mouthful. It's, uh, yeah. it's becoming sing-songy though. But um, so the book was a bunch of emails that I sent as I was building the business and also personally growing, professionally growing, just a whole journey. And then it ended right around the time we were going to launch. So we launched on June 26th, 2022. So the book goes up to that. That was update number 52. We're about to launch. Here we go. Yeah, you guys rock. Thanks so much. And uh, spoiler alert, that's the end. (laughs) 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 Well, the night before launch on Sunday, I basically had, uh, I, I hit the button and had Chernobyl with my entire family. So like my mom, my aunt, my brothers, my sisters, my subsequently the entire side of my mom's family. Yeah, in-laws, you know, all of it. Everything. And um, I went to bed on Sunday night having cut off all of my ties, all of my ties with family and anybody associated with that family. And I woke up Sunday, uh, Monday morning on the day of our launch. And I got a giant bouquet of flowers from Dana and Kristen. And, um, and it was, it was beautiful. It was overwhelming. It was like taller. I just was like blown away by it because I felt so broken from the night before. And here was this huge day. And then there was the kudos board that you guys put together for me. And it was like, oh my God, I'll I'll put a link to it because I still have it. I'll look at it from time to time. But it was everybody who was involved sharing a message, a note, a video, whatever, talking about how awesome I was. (laughs) And it was like, it was so, so overwhelming. And it was just like, obviously the people that were raising me and in my life were not my people because they, I haven't heard from them since. Like it's been over two years. I haven't heard from any of them and it's okay. It's really like, I promise it's okay. I'm not just saying that to sugarcoat it. Like I realized I saw a meme the other day. It was like the piece I I'm okay being the villain in your story because of the piece I feel in my life is worth it. So I'm very happy. I'm very at peace. And I've been able to see with distance what wasn't working um, and, and then work on the parts of me that were broken because of those relationships. But that was like, I mean, talk about yin and yang and opposites and like full spectrum, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, but um, 
but you know, you leading the charge on that kudos board and and the flowers that you're so fucking pissed off because there was a purple. They weren't or orange enough. Or was it purple or orange? <laughs> it was an orange. It was an orange. It was supposed to be purple and orange. Oh yeah. Oh no, that was oh, like a shoot. thing. You and then I called, I made them send another one and they charged me for the second one. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, can I, can I, can I go spiritual for a second? Please. About all this, because I feel like anybody who is watching or listening to us right now has probably either had an experience with a family member or a close friend that it went south and they became estranged or they're in relationships that are uncomfortable and, you know, their, their, their siblings are pressing their buttons or they're, they can't have a good relationship with their mother or father. And it's very, very uncomfortable. I think I'm speaking for the majority if I'm being completely honest. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. So from a spiritual perspective, you know, everybody's got their own beliefs, but I believe that we are creators of our reality. And I believe that we, um, we reincarnate. And when we come to this planet, we are choosing a reality that helps us grow as individuals. And we choose environments when we're coming here. You know, I could get through a whole thing, how we map out the whole thing, but let's just keep it simple. We choose the environment. We choose the people. We have soul groups that we travel with. And we have all aspects of ourselves that are either in balance or out of balance. So when we're in spirit and we're choosing to come to earth or coming to choose to be born, there's aspects of our souls that we already know we're going to work on. So if I have an aspect of my soul, let's just say it's it's uh, worthiness, right? I never really understood my worthiness or or balanced that where it wasn't arrogance and it wasn't, you know, complete unworthiness. I'm going to choose family that trigger me in a sense that I am forced to reconcile that imbalance. So I come into this life and let's just, I'll just use my personal example. My mother's distant, my father's um, aggressive. My brother's a fucking douche. Dickhead. <laughs> but I'm completely, I, I, I'm healed. I'm healed up. But my brother was just awful to me. And then I had family members that really didn't care much for me. And then I had a couple family members that showed me what it looked like to see me, showed me what it looked like to care. So now I'm in this environment. We joke about being raised by wolves and stuff like that. As a child, I'm carrying all these irrational beliefs and developing all these coping ne mechanisms and all of these unhealthy patterns as a result of that. But I've had my entire life to learn to work through that, not to become entrenched in all of it and to become bitter, bigger, better, stronger. So my soul can evolve to now I have a place of worthiness. And now I miss that and the other. Yeah. What we unfortunately do as human beings is we are so focused on, again, my brother being a douche. I'm still saying it. I'm 52 and I've done all the work. You know what I mean? But we're so focused on that and we carry the pains of that. We forget, or maybe we don't buy into, hey, wait, this is of my making. This is about the evolution of my soul. This is about me being bigger, better, stronger. I forgive them in a way that not that they did wrong, but like they did their part. Like it's all very, it's hard to buy into when you're still angry. But if you yeah. could remove yourself and see how much you've grown from it, yeah. you could say, I could say, you know what? My mother was distant, but it was necessary for me to develop my independence. Yeah. My father was aggressive, but it was necessary for me to learn how to reconcile my imbalance of being quick to anger by learning what it felt like by being on the receiving end. Yes. To learn yes. forgiveness and all of those things. So I just wanted to put it in perspective because we all have experienced this in one way or another. Yeah, I'm well said. And um, you know, I always love how you say it like uh like okay, like like we're backstage. 
right? And you're like, okay, you're gonna play this part. You're gonna leave me. You're gonna die on me really young. It's gonna suck. You'll be fine. You got this. And we give everybody yeah. their roles, right? Right, and right. Then, and it's basically like my entire family that night was their final curtain on their part of that story, right? It was like kind of like they were all, they were like, okay, you're dismissed from your job. Now you go on to do your other part, your other jobs. You know, you've got other work yeah. to do. Yeah. And um. And again, there's no like bitterness or resentment because it it, it hurt, of course. Yeah. But well, I, yeah, growth hurts. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, c coming out of the birth canal, babies don't cry because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> because their heads are squeezed. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah, we're screaming, they're screaming. We've talked about this before. There's blood, there's poop. It's a mess. It's, a, it's not a pretty process. We're not in the woods with crystals under the moonlight. It, is bloody poopy nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, but I, I, and I do, and I think that because I have this understanding, you know, I buy into mm -hmm. it. I buy into yeah. that, that we're here to grow different aspects of our soul so that we can experience different aspects and different things. Like, you know, motherhood is a big one for me this time, getting all kinds of different kinds of motherhood experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it makes it easier to find your people <laughs> when you know that like everybody's here for a reason season or a lifetime right like it's it's okay like to to look at these experiences and say like okay that served me well by either teaching me something or or like you know showing me joy or being that like beacon for me to to have to know what it's like like you have the family that shows you what a, a good marriage would look like or a way to treat children looks like. And you're like, Oh, I, that's what I think it's supposed to, that, that validates it, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it makes it even in business, even in business, people come into our lives and it's not for, we've had a, a quite a few people coming and going as we've pivoted and changed and done what we've done. And there's no like anger or resentment towards it. It's just, at some point they filled a role or a need and then for it was symbiotic, you know, like it wasn't serving them, wasn't serving us. So they move on yeah. and, you know, or, or the people come and then they go and they're quiet for a little while and then they pop back in. You're like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, yeah. and it's all okay. It's just like it's like about allowing that ebb and flow without trying to control it. I'm so glad you said that because as you're talking, I'm, I'm, my thoughts were we have a tendency to, to attach to relationships and to have an expectation of what we think that they should look like. And because we have beliefs around it, you know, about loyalty and sticking it out and working through thick oh, and but thin she's and all your that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even, but even in, in the business sense, you know what I mean? Like if it's a problem, you got to work it out. But, but again, like you mentioned earlier, if relationships are a reason, a season and a lifetime, which I totally believe we have to be able to recognize, you know, what, what is working for us and what is not. Can we adjust it? Can we alter it? Now, can we pivot or mm -hmm. do we move on and really just be more objective about it? I was, um, the other day I was working with, um, in an intuitive guidance session and I've been working with this woman for some time now. And before we even opened, I said to her, I know that you love working with me. Like, I know you look forward to it. Like, I know this, I look forward to it too. And I know when we're done, you feel really, really good after. And I feel really good after too. I said, but there's going to come a point that you're going to be like, mm, like when your appointment comes up, you're going to be like, eh, because we see each other like every two weeks. And when you start to have that feeling, do not disregard it. We know now our season is coming to an end. 
It's okay. And I made the joke. I'm like, I'm not a chiropractor. I'm not looking to get you to pay for my boat. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what this is about. This is about recognizing the signs. And if you're like, oh, I don't know, or you feel forced, if you're excited, then it's for you. Then I'm for you. Then the relationship's for you. Then your people are for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And Angela, you know, you and me, especially like, you know, we have our moments where we disagree or our moments where things are, you know, we're not on top of the world. That's life. That's the way it is. But the moment it's like that continuously with no, like with effort to change and it's not, then it may be time to move on. Right. We're, we're indoctrinated, especially in marriage. We're indoctrinated with this till death do us part. I'm all about commitment and loyalty, but till death do us part, mm, it's a little crazy. I know, crazy. I know, especially when you go into it with, you go into it one person, and if you're not both growing, this is like, like you just said growing. Notice that you did your hands apart. I know. Well, I was just trying to think too, like, like there's also that that the connotation that if we grow, we're going to grow apart. But I don't think that's true. No, you don't I think grow together if, or apart. Well, I think I think if one person is growing, that's the apartness. If one person's staying here, like mm, in my current yeah, situation, yeah, 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 that's yeah. how you grow apart, right? If you're growing together, you're obviously you're learning the same things and and you're expanding and you're getting closer and closer because you have that intimacy as you're growing together because you feel safe to to express like you and Rob, like you guys are, are growing together on parallel paths. We're not here to walk the same path with anybody. It's our yes. own journey. But I, what's happening with my situation is that I'm going like this and he's staying down here. And I'm like, I don't like it down there. It doesn't feel good. I want to go yeah. here. Yeah. You've and changed. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And I talk about a lot of this in woo woo, you know that, but, um, I, uh, that goes for all of our relationships. The moment I, I call it the ick, which unfortunately has a very negative connotation, but the moment I start to get uh, about somebody, mm. you start to go, okay, we're, you know, again, you want to get spiritual, you know, we're not in resonance, you know, we're not, we're not the, the same alignment. frequency, but really, <laughs> but people would say, the layman would say, we don't have anything else in common. We don't have anything in common anymore. Yeah. We don't have anything in common anymore. And that's Okay. Okay. That's okay. okay. You start forcing a relationship. Yeah. We all know what that looks like. I know. And and honestly, like um just trusting too. Like as a business owner, right? We 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 know we have some some people we can rely on, some people Mm -hmm. who we can't, but that's okay. Because they may have their moments that like life life happens and people get entrenched in their thing. I'd rather them deal with their shit, then try to force to be present here when they can't be right. Cause they have like, for me from a business, I, I had a moment where I was like a couple of weeks, I was like, I can't, I just have to bare bones. Cause I've got divorce stuff and kids stuff I've got to focus on. And that's okay. You, you, you held the bag for us, you know, and, and that's how it's gotta be. It's about that communication, right? Like, listen, I can't be here right now, but I'm here. And then I'm going to come back full force and anybody can do that. So you, you allow people, you allow people. You allow people to just <laughs> yeah. do, to just do what they have to do and to respect what's going on in their in their present situation, not take it personally. It's nothing to do with us, right? And that's nothing to do with me. If you're not fulfilling on a commitment or something, it's like you've got something going on. Cool. I'll be here. Yeah. You no, know, just as long as you don't like it's like like screw me over in some way. But I'm not I'm yeah. not aligned with anybody that would do that. So there you go. There you go. And I know that this is a little bit like like 
at the periphery of the topic. But, you know, talking about how, how, you know, we make a decision of what we want to learn and how we want to grow. And then we collaborate with others because really the best learning is having partners, several, many partners and, oh, I'm going to learn this from you. I'm going to learn this from you. And, and the thing is, is when we're collaborating in business, which is also part of that growth, it's, it's frustrating sometimes because everybody's got their, they're the center of their universe and they have what they're learning. So we have to have a timing. We have to have an agreement. We have to be able to collaborate with one another. So I think what we're both learning and it's really, it takes age, it takes wisdom, it takes experience. It takes being punched in the, you know, what over and over (laughs) to come to this place of understanding that when you allow, like you said, the flow of things to come in and to go out as needed and not resist and not fight against, which is kind of the same thing. One's a little bit more aggressive, I think you'll see when you let something go out, because we're seeing relationships fizzle again, Mm -hmm. again, within a whole next level thing, they're fizzling again, but we're also seeing new ones start to come in. And how do you know the new ones are right for you? They feel good. How do you know it's time for the old ones to go? They feel icky. It's just the, 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 the flow and the allowing and the, um, just enjoying the ride. Joy's in the journey. Joy's in the journey. Um, and, um, the other thing is, if you feel for me, if I feel like an, uh, an urge to control the situation, mm. right? Cause that, that was a big one for me is I have to control everything. I've got to work extra hard. I've got to put in the extra hours. I've got to do all the stupid stuff and follow through the idea without really thinking it through and kind of nurture that relationship that doesn't feel great, but I got to do it. I have to look at myself. I have to take a step back. First, I have to say, is this a necessary thing for my goals, my intentions? My, does this feel good? But I have to, it's, it's always a self-reflection. So if What's someone doesn't- driving me? If someone doesn't feel good, something feels icky, a situation experience, a person feels icky, you have to look inward, not what they're doing wrong, but what's inward about what it is, right? Because that's the thing you're working on. There was a, a um, my, one of my sponsors in AA, she said, when you point the finger at someone else, you've got three pointing back at you. So really, yeah. it's not about the other person. It's ever. really about ever. And it's how you respond to that. And how comfortable you are with that ebb and flow is how comfortable you are with yourself. Oh, yes. Well said. Well, thank you, thank you. You're, the great. Oh, you're, you're so wonderful. <laughs> you know, it's funny about the the, the point. <laughs> I'm from Garden City. I'm just the smartest. <laughs> but it's funny about the pointing thing because I've never told you this before. But like I say that to my kids all the time in school, always because oh. it was always somebody else's fault. I don't have my homework because my cleaning lady threw out. Well, they were a little pregnant. Yeah. My cleaning lady <laughs> threw out my homework. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me with this? But I would always do that. You know, when you point you know, you point out, you're pointing at yourself, but, yeah. um, but yeah, hundred percent, man. It's, it's always, what's my motivation? What's yeah. my motivation? What is, why do I feel the need to control? Oh, because I don't trust that what we're doing is going to be successful. Why? Well, because I am fearful that I'm going to fail. Why? Because I don't have worthiness. Why? Because my mother <laughs> used to let me sleep over at anybody's house. That would have me. Okay. Now we got the, the problem. <laughs> Yeah, always about the root, Dana, the root cause, root cause, root cause. Oh my God, totally, the root cause. The root cause. I'm like, hmm, yes. It is. Oh. Okay. Okay, we should wrap it up because we want to keep it under 30. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Just a quick note about next week. So I am super excited, long time, because I am 
flying down to Florida with my kiddos on Friday. And we're staying at Casa Scambaloni Sardano. And uh, Dana's going to be a uh, featured artist at this lovely little bistro in whatever town we're going to. I don't fucking know. Florida. <laughs> Florida. All, all of a sudden, it's, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> it's a coconut creek okay coconut so we will be in coconut creek on friday and we're actually going to attempt to film a commando there um wish together us wish us luck no idea but it might be like a five minute episode but we're gonna do it that way because you know why the hell not yep and um yeah we have we don't have lights so we'll figure it out Commando. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Commando, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm super excited because uh, taking a little trip with my kids, getting out of this environment, hanging out with you and your fam, and uh, it's going to be great. So uh, with that, um, we're going to do our little sign-off wheel. So stay classy. Good luck. You know, visit Phenom Publishing to buy our book. It's phenom-publishing.com to buy my book and Dana's books and and Paolo's book. All of the books. Book. Again. Again. All of the books. All of the books. All, again, mommy. <laughs> all right, Dana. Let's see what we got. Okay. In case we get drop call, goodbye, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having <laughs> us. All right. Ready? Yeah. Thanks,